The ACB E-Forum, Volume 57, April 2019, Number 10, published by the American Council of the Blind. Read by Stuart Rubino in the Perkins Library Recording Studio. Be a part of ACB. The American Council of the Blind, trademark, is a membership organization made up of more than 70 state and special interest affiliates. To join, contact the National Office at 1-800-424-8666. Contribute to our work. Those much-needed contributions, which are tax-deductible, can be sent to Attention Treasurer, ACB, 6300 Shingle Creek Parkway, Suite 195, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, 55430. If you wish to remember a relative or friend, the National Office has printed cards available for this purpose. Consider including a gift to ACB in your last will and testament. If your wishes are complex, call the National Office. To make a contribution to ACB by the Combined Federal Campaign, use this number, 11155. Check in with ACB. For the latest in legislative and governmental news, call the Washington Connection 24-7 at 1-800-424-8666 or read it online. Listen to ACB reports by downloading the MP3 file from www.acb.org or call 605-475-8154 and choose option 3. Tune in to ACB Radio at www.acbradio.org or by calling 641 793 0756. Learn more about us at www.acb.org. Follow us on Twitter at, at ACB National or like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash A-M-E-R-I-C-A-N-C-O-U-N-C-I-L-O-F T-H-E-B-L-I-N-D-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L Copyright 2019, American Council of the Blind Eric Bridges, Executive Director Sharon Lovering, Editor 1703 North Beauregard Street Suite 420, Alexandria, Virginia 22311 Table of Contents Karen Peltz-Strauss retires from the FCC, with introduction by Kim Charlson. My first ACB Leadership Seminar by Sheila Young. Rochester 2019 Registration Information by Janet Dickelman. Introducing You to the Voters by Ron Brooks. Continuing Education Opportunities Abound at ACB Convention by Carla Rushevall. Volunteer at the Information Desk in Rochester by Vicki Prayan. Dream Big with the DKM First Timers by Kenneth Semyon, Sr. Spring into Action with ACB by Kathy Brockman. The theme for April is Aging by Ron Brooks. 
Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss, an Affiliate on the Rise, by Jeff Tom and Deb Cook-Lewis. House Hunting with Special Needs, Here's What to Look For, by Patrick Young. Ageism Robs Society of Knowledge, by Larry P. Johnson. Who's the Girl with the Dragon Software, by Pinnabel Pinky Patel. Letter to the Editor, Passings. Affiliate and Committee News. Here and There, edited by Sharon Strakowski. High-Tech Swap Shop. What do you think of the themed issues of the ACB eForum by Ron Brooks? Are you moving? Do you want to change your subscription? Contact Sharon Lovering in the ACB National Office, 1-800-424-8666, or via email, s-l-o-v-e-r-i-n-g, at acb.org. Give her the information and she'll make the changes for you. Keep up with the most important ACB news and announcements without any other chatter. Subscribe to the ACB Announce Listserv. Send a blank email to announce subscribe at acblists.org or visit www.acblists.org slash m-a-i-l-m-a-n slash l-i-s-t-i-n-f-o slash a-n-n-o-u-n-c-e and type your email address and name where indicated. ACB Radio, the place to be with people in the know. www.acb.org acbradio.org Karen Pelt Strauss retires from the FCC. Below is an amazing tribute to an incredible advocate in the telecommunications arena for people with disabilities. Karen Pelt Strauss has been a tremendous friend to the blindness community at the FCC with her advocacy for the full implementation of the 21st Century Communication and Video Accessibility Act of 2010 and the National Deafblind Equipment Distribution Program. People like Karen do not come along every day. We are truly grateful for her leadership, support, advocacy, and most of all, her friendship over the years. Congratulations, Karen, on a well-deserved retirement. Kim Charlson, President. A Stellar Public Servant by Michael Copps. To read this article online, visit tinyurl.com slash y2rmoequ. Editor's Note. Michael Copps served as a commissioner on the Federal Communications Commission from May 2001 to December 2011 and was the FCC's acting chairman from January to June 2009. His years at the commission have been highlighted by his strong defense of the public interest, outreach to what he calls non-traditional stakeholders in the decisions of the FCC, particularly minorities, Native Americans, and the various disabilities communities and actions to stem the tide of what he regards as excessive consolidation in the nation's media and telecommunications industries. In 2012, he joined Common Cause, 
to lead its media and democracy reform initiative. Common Cause is a nonpartisan, nonprofit advocacy organization founded in 1970 by John Gardner as a vehicle for citizens to make their voices heard in the political process and to hold their elected leaders accountable to the public interest. End of note. A legend is leaving the Federal Communications Commission as the new year begins. Her name is Karen Peltz Strauss. Some of you may not have heard of her, but to the nation's disabilities communities, she is a hero. She achieved this status the old-fashioned way. She earned it. My first speech as a newly minted commissioner at the FCC in the summer of 2001 was to the Telecommunications for the Deaf conference in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Karen Pelt Strauss shepherded me through this event, even coaching me on how to do some basic signing. But it was at a gathering with conference participants the evening before where I quickly realized that the issues affecting our disabilities communities were going to be a high priority for me as I embarked on my FCC career. And so they were for the nearly 11 years that followed. What I saw that night as we talked were deaf and hard-of-hearing people bursting with enthusiasm to make a contribution to our country's communications policies, not just to benefit themselves, but to help us as a nation move forward together. The innovative ideas they shared with me, their determination to be an integral part of the policymaking process, and the general sparkle of their conversation made a lasting impression on me. When I got back to Washington, D.C., I asked Karen to tutor me on the full range of disability issues. I picked the right person. She had been working these issues since the 1980s, not just on the communications front, but on civil rights matters, including access to health care, employment, housing, and others too numerous to include here. She was already nationally known among disability advocates as one of the country's leading disability rights attorneys even before she began the first of two stints at the FCC in 1999. She left the commission in 2001, but returned in 2010 for her second assignment, which has just ended. My focus at the FCC was, of course, on communications, issues such as access to evolving technologies, hearing aid compatibility, emergency access, real-time texting, access to multimedia, relay service, closed captioning, the transition to the Internet, and finding more ways for the Commission to inform itself on the needs of over 50 million citizens who constitute the various disability communities. Even before joining the FCC, Karen had been instrumental in formulating critical legislation like Title IV of the Americans with Disabilities Act, requiring telephone relay services, and Sections 255 and 713 of the Communications Act, which mandated telecommunications access and television captioning. She never stopped. As part of the effort to enact the 21st Century Communications and Video Accessibility Act, CVAA, she founded a coalition of some 300 national and regional organizations whose grassroots efforts were essential to passage of this historic legislation. Karen always knew not just what needed to be done, but how to get it done. Karen's commitment to people who are visually impaired and blind has been equally noteworthy. 
She was in the vanguard of the effort to create the National Deaf-Blind Equipment Distribution Program that allocates $10 million annually for the distribution of free communications equipment to low-income people who are both blind and deaf. Think how much this program has changed the lives of thousands of deaf-blind people who before this lacked access to what are certainly essentials of 21st century life. In over 40 years in Washington, I have been privileged to work with many brilliant public servants. Karen Pelt Strauss is in the topmost tier of these incredibly able people. Her star shines brightly in the public service firmament. She came to the agency with a goal. She never wavered from that goal. And she achieved an awesome number of accomplishments that made millions of lives better. What better accolade than that a person helped to make people's lives better? Karen had help along the way, of course, and her immensely talented disability rights office at the FCC deserves huge credit for helping her achieve so much. We look to this office to continue her work, and, importantly, we look to the Commission to provide the resources this office needs to do so. Karen also helped create the Commission's Disability Advisory Committee, whose members have done path-breaking work in an exemplary public-private partnering that will hopefully continue its essential work in the years ahead. This body provides a valuable forum for the exchange of ideas among consumer stakeholders, industry, and researchers. It's the kind of thing that helps make the government and the nation work. The world of telecom and media changes so rapidly that new innovations seem to come our way just about every day. The people who are affected by these changes need to be fully informed about them. More importantly, their voices need to be heard by industry as these innovations are being developed. Many companies are doing a better job on this than they used to, but there are still major firms who are so proprietary that they don't talk to anyone outside their own insulated offices as they develop new products and services. How much better it is when product and service innovators consult and gather input from individuals who have hearing and seeing challenges before new offerings are released rather than have to go back and rework them after avoidable glitches appear. I said in my 2001 Sioux Falls speech that access to modern communications is a civil right. No one can be a functioning citizen in this modern age if they are limited in their access to the tools of telecommunications or to the platforms that now carry so much of our civic dialogue. Every American, those with and without disability challenges, must have this access. Rights must grow as nations grow and as history unfolds. We need a stronger affirmation of this from our leaders and from each of us as citizens. Karen has helped show the way. So, my friend Karen, Godspeed on the road ahead. I know you will continue to think and innovate and lead in the worthy causes that have motivated your distinguished career. While some may boast they are proud to shut government down, we owe you who showed what government can do to improve lives, our eternal thanks. Your star will long shine in our firmament. My first ACB Leadership Seminar by Sheila Young Editor's Note, Sheila Young is President of the Florida Council of the Blind. End of Note
This was my first year to attend the trip to the ACB Legislative Seminar in Washington, D.C. Thanks to FCB for the opportunity to participate in this event. It is an educational and inspiring trip, and I learned more than I can remember. It is always so interesting to sit through these meetings and so invigorating to listen to the intelligence that is shared from so many of our amazing members. After walking on Capitol Hill, it was so reassuring to see how the legislative aides really appeared to be interested in listening to our imperatives and willing to share them with their leaders. My wish is that everyone would get more involved at the state and national levels as I now feel it is the real way to share our needs and concerns with them. If we don't do it, who will? Big thanks to Debbie Grubb for all the hard work she puts forth to arrange all of our appointments. Special thanks to my sister, Patty Cordell, who made the trip with me after having knee surgery two weeks ago. She was a tremendous help. Again, thank you to FCB, ACB, and all that went to represent all of us. Rochester 2019 Registration Information by Janet Dickelman The American Council of the Blind Conference and Convention is fast approaching. I have begun sending out convention previews to the convention email list. They will also be aired on ACB Radio for those of you who don't have email access. The previews provide details regarding programming, tours, hotel materials and menus, as well as information about the Rochester area. If you received updates for the 2018 convention, you do not need to resubscribe to the convention announcement list. If you have not been on the list, send a blank email to acbconvention-subscribe at a-C-B-L-I-S-T-S dot O-R-G. Convention dates are Friday, July 5 through Friday, July 12. The place to be is Rochester, New York, where we will be utilizing the Hyatt, the Riverside, and the Convention Center. General sessions, the Exhibit Hall, Registration, and the ACB Cafe will be located in the Convention Center. Other meetings will be divided between the two hotels. Registration Details It is almost time to register for the 2019 convention. Online registration will open on May 22nd and close on June 23rd. This year, we are offering an exclusive opportunity to register early for ACB members. Convention pre-registration beginning May 22nd through May 26th will be open only to ACB members. Registration will be open to everyone beginning May 27th. Registration prior to the convention is easy, saves time, and the earlier you register, the better chance you have of booking tours and attending workshops that have limited capacity. If you are not currently a member of ACB, you can join as a member at large for $10. To become a member, contact the Minneapolis office at 612 332-3242. To take advantage of the registration special, you must join by May 1st. Thanks to our generous corporate sponsorships, convention registration will be $15 pre-registration and $25 at the convention. Prior to registration, a one-page mailer will be distributed providing registration details. 
If your email address is in ACB's database, you will receive the mailer via email. Otherwise, it will be sent to you via surface mail. The information will also be posted on the ACB Convention, Leadership, and ACBL email lists. Once registration opens on May 22nd, you have several options to register for the convention. You can register online by visiting www.acbconvention.org. If you registered online last year, the username and password you created can be used again. Please make certain to review your profile to make sure your contact information is current and make any corrections. You can also register via telephone. When you call the registration hotline, 1-800-866-3242, you will be asked to leave a message with your contact information. We'll need your name, telephone number, the best times to reach you, and your time zone. One of our registration experts will return your call as quickly as possible. Please keep in mind that individuals completing registration forms are volunteers. The registration cadre is very conscientious, but due to the high volume of calls, it may take them a day or two to get back to you. Paper registration forms will not be sent unless requested. If you would like a paper registration form, request it from ACB's Minneapolis office by calling 612-332-3242 before May 1. Forms will be sent via first-class mail. In the past, the paper registration form has mirrored the online form but was extremely long and cumbersome. This year, the paper registration form will be a listing of dates, times, and events. Full descriptions will not be on the paper form. The form will not be used to register. Call the registration hotline and we will complete the form for you. You can pay via credit card or send a check to our Minneapolis office. Registration at the Convention Registration in Rochester will be open on Thursday, July 4 from 6 to 9 p.m. for registration pickup only. If you miss the 9 p.m. closing time but are on the Friday morning Genesee Country Village Tour, you will be on the list and can obtain your tour ticket when you board the bus. On Friday, July 6 and Saturday, July 7, registration will be open from 8 to 11 a.m. for pre-registration pickup only. This means that only those who registered prior to June 23 may obtain their registration packets. After 11 a.m., Registration will be open for pre-registration pickup and for people who have not yet registered. Sunday through Thursday, registration will be open all day for both pre-registration pickup and initial registrations. Hotel Details Room rates at the Hyatt and the Riverside are $89 per night, single or double occupancy, with an additional $10 per person for up to four people per room. This room rate does not include tax, which is currently 14%. For telephone reservations, call the Riverside at 585-546-6400 or the Hyatt at 1-800-233-1234. Make sure to mention you were with the American Council of the Blind 2019. 
Rooms must be booked by June 7, 2019 to guarantee the convention rate. To make reservations online, visit www.acb.org and follow the 2019 convention link. Convention Contacts 2019 Exhibit Information Michael Smitherman 601-331-7740 A-M-D-U-O at B-E-L-L-S-O-U-T-H dot N-E-T 2019 Advertising and Sponsorships Marjorie Beeman 512-921-1625 O-L-E-O-5-0 at H-O-T-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M For any other convention-related questions, please contact Janet Dickelman Convention Chair, 651-428-5059, or via email, j-a-n-e-t dot d-i-c-k-e-l-m-a-n at g-m-a-i-l dot c-o-m. Introducing you to the voters by Ron Brooks. As members of the American Council of the Blind, we are responsible for electing a slate of individuals to provide leadership as officers, board members, and the Board of Publications. At this year's ACB convention, we will be electing a total of five officers and two members of the Board of Publications. The purpose of this article is to give you information that you can use to make informed decisions about how and for whom to cast your votes. The ACB Candidates page. If you plan to run for the board, or BOP, the ACB Candidates page is a place where you can introduce yourself, post links to your social media pages, and where you can provide responses to the following questions. Please note, your response to each question will be cut off at 300 words, and the BOP will not edit your responses for spelling or grammar mistakes. Questions for Officer Candidates 1. Introduce yourself and list the office for which you are planning to run. Explain why you wish to serve as an officer of the ACB. 2. Summarize any experience, knowledge, skills, and or abilities you have which qualify you to serve in the office for which you are seeking election. 3. What do you consider to be your strongest contribution to ACB at either the national, state, special interest affiliate, or local chapter level, and why? 4. What do you consider to be the most important challenge facing ACB? How will you work to address it? Questions for BOP candidates. 1. Introduce yourself and explain why you are interested in serving as a member of the Board of Publications. 2. Summarize any experience you have as a writer. How can you use this experience to strengthen the BOP's oversight of ACB's written and online publications? 3. If you could make changes to the ACB's written and or online communications, what would you change and why? 4. What role, if any, should the BOP play in the written or online publications of ACB state or special interest affiliates? 
If you wish to provide contact email addresses and links to websites or social media sites where ACB members can obtain more information, you may do so. Instructions for Candidates' Page Submissions 1. You must be an ACB member in good standing. 2. Submissions must be in Braille, in print, or submitted electronically. You may submit your electronic entries in Word, as an ASCII text file, or in the body of an email. 3. Email electronic submissions to sloveringg at acb.org with the subject line Candidates Page Submission. 4. Mail print, braille, and electronic submissions on thumb drives to American Council of the Blind, Attention Candidates Page, 1703 North Beauregard Street, Suite 420, Alexandria, Virginia, 22311. 5. The deadline for all candidates' page submissions is May 17, 2019, at 4 p.m. Eastern. Late submissions will not be accepted. Get to know the candidates. All candidates who post information to the ACB candidates page will be invited to participate in the ACB candidates forum. This year, the BOP is partnering with ACB Radio to make the candidates forum bigger, better, more inclusive, and more informative than ever before. Join us by phone and by ACB Radio to meet the candidates, to ask the questions, and to hear the responses. Date, Wednesday, June 19, 2019, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Duration, 2 hours. Access via ACB Radio, www.acbradio.org, or ACB Radio by phone, 712-775-4808. Please note, you must register as a candidate on the ACB Candidates page in order to participate in the ACB Candidates Forum as a candidate. Town Hall Meeting What would the ACB convention be without a little last-minute politicking? That's where the convention town hall meeting comes in. The BOP and ACB Radio will host a convention town hall meeting where all candidates can assemble to answer questions from the audience in the room, as well as the ones participating through ACB Radio. Stay tuned to this magazine, ACB Radio, and or your favorite ACB email lists for more details. Continuing education opportunities abound at ACB Convention by Carla Rushevel. The American Council of the Blind invites rehabilitation teachers and counselors, teachers of the visually impaired, low vision therapists, orientation and mobility instructors, and others to earn continuing education units at ACB's 58th Annual Conference and Convention to be held July 5 to 12 in Rochester, New York. The Academy for Certification of Vision Rehabilitation and Education Professionals, ACVREP, has designated the American Council of the Blind as an RPPLE Category 1 provider of continuing education opportunities in the field of blindness and visual impairment. 
CEUs will be available at the 2019 ACB Convention for a wide range of programs, workshops, seminars, and other events presented by ACB and its committees, special interest affiliates, and representatives of government agencies and private industry. Subjects may include transition, employment, technology, health issues, orientation and mobility, self-advocacy, braille, low vision issues, daily living skills, social skills, and much more. Programs offering continuing education units will begin on Saturday, July 6, and continue through Wednesday, July 10. Details on programs and workshops offering CEUs are posted on the continuing education email list as soon as they are confirmed. Join the list by sending a blank email to c-o-n-t-i-n-u-i-n-g hyphen e-d-u-c-a-t-i-o-n hyphen s-u-b-s-c-r-i-b-e at a-c-b-l-i-s-t-s dot o-r-g. Pre-registration for the conference and convention opens in mid-May and will include the ability to register for continuing education units. You may also register for them at the convention. Individuals registering for continuing education opportunities have several responsibilities. First, you must arrive at each session on time, and you must stay for the complete session. A unique code will be announced at the beginning of each session, and another unique code will be announced at the end of each session. You must make note of these codes, as they cannot be obtained after the session is over. Following the convention, you are responsible for completing a form that will have been emailed to you prior to the convention. You must enter the codes from your CE sessions on this form. You must also complete an evaluation form for each session. Return all forms to ACB no later than August 15, 2019. Upon receipt of your completed forms, ACB will issue your CE certificate showing the number of credits earned with ACB. You are responsible for submitting your certificate to the Academy for Certification of Vision Rehabilitation and Educational Professionals, ACVREP. For more information, contact Carla Rushaval, CE Chair, by phone at 1-877-630-7190 or by email at c-o-n-t-i-n-u-i-n-g-e-d-u-c-a-t-i-o-n at a-c-b dot o-r-g. Volunteer at the Information Desk in Rochester by Vicki Prayan. The Information Desk will open Thursday, July 4 in the evening this year and open daily through July 11 at 7.30 a.m. We need volunteers to work every day. Some of the things InfoDesk workers do. Answer questions face-to-face or on the phone. Distribute hotel orientation information, newspapers, proposals, menus, and other materials. Take orders for newspaper delivery. Collect door prizes and auction items. Take reservations for banquet tables. Itemize items which were lost or found. We provide materials in Braille, large print, and as electronic files. People need to bring a thumb drive or SD card to obtain the electronic files. If you enjoy meeting people, being at the center of things, and can multitask, 
consider volunteering to work at the 2019 Info Desk. Contact me at prahin at icloud dot com or 614-949-7757 by June 15. Each person will receive a schedule before the convention. We need a team of willing helpers to make this year's convention go as smoothly as possible in Rochester, New York. Dream Big with the DKM First Timers by Kenneth Semyon, Sr. In correlation with the theme of the 2019 ACB Conference and Convention, ACB Picture the Future, you are invited to enter the Field of Dreams as you attend the DKM First Timers Reception on Wednesday, July 10 in Rochester, New York. Join us with your favorite sports attire as we elevate the excitement of achieving personal goals and your greatest dream. You can also share your dream for the future of ACB. We will recognize the top three best-represented sports fans. Ignite your creativity to make it an evening to remember. Wave a banner for your favorite sports team. Plan ahead to get your entry ticket when pre-registering for the convention. You will get the opportunity to meet and greet recipients of the 2019 DKM First Timers Award and take part in honoring the legacy of Durward K. McDaniel, ACB's founding father. Remember to support the DKM First Timers program by making a financial contribution and your name will be placed in an appreciation drawing to win a gift card. Those contributing $100 or more will be recognized as elite DKM partners during the reception. Here's how it works. A $5 donation gets your name in the drawing one time. Every $10 donation gets three entries. Every $20 donation gets six entries. There are no tickets to fill out. Your name, along with your contact information, is your ticket. You will have the opportunity to win gift cards that can be used nationwide at restaurants, department stores, and for online shopping. Examples include, but are not limited to, Amazon, Walmart, Best Buy, Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, Home Depot, and Visa and MasterCard gift cards. No need to be present during the drawing. If you do not attend the DKM first-timers reception, someone will contact you and your gift card will be mailed to you. You can also authorize someone to accept your prize during the event. For additional information, contact Kenneth Semyon Sr. by sending email to semien.k at att.net or dial 409-866-5838. Spring into Action with ACB by Kathy Brockman. As I write this article, there are about five inches of new snow on the ground and the sun is shining brightly. By the time you read this, spring will be around the corner. So, as the weather warms up, we become more active. A wide variety of interests await us. Hopefully, that includes our favorite ACB chapter with its activities and friendships. There are many ways to actively support your chapter or the national organization. One of them is, you may see where this is going, MMS, the Monthly Monetary Support Program. This is an easy way to support ACB, its programs, and an affiliate of your choice. 
A monthly donation is deducted automatically from a checking account or charged to a credit card. You control the amount donated and the method you prefer. Up to 50% can be designated to a local or special interest affiliate of your choice. The payment is made on either the 10th or the 22nd of each month. You choose the date which works best. Some benefits of joining MMS are knowing that you are contributing to ACB's programs and an affiliate by providing a dependable source of income. Donations are confidential and may be tax-deductible since ACB is a 501c3 tax-exempt organization. Watch for details on the annual prizes awarded at the convention and the special drawings after staff members return from Rochester, New York. The annual conference and convention is coming quickly. If you increase your contribution or complete a new enrollment, your name will be entered in the drawings for the following prizes. The grand prize is a 43-inch Toshiba Integrated Fire TV. Second prize is an Amazon Echo second generation. Gift cards will be obtained again this year for the daily drawings. We hope these incentives encourage you to participate. So, spring into action with ACB. Visit www.acb.org donate. Go to the MMS tab to complete the required information. Or contact the Minneapolis office at 612-332-3242 or toll-free 1-800-866-3242. Thank you for supporting our organization. The theme for April is Aging by Ron Brooks. Within the ACB, we have begun to put a tremendous focus on attracting and retaining younger members, and this is of critical importance because younger people represent the future of the ACB and the future of our movement. Nevertheless, the largest cohorts within the low vision and blind populations are people over 50 and seniors. As a result, their concerns are also extremely important. People who are 50 and above are often beginning to think about retirement, focused on saving for their golden years, becoming increasingly concerned about their personal health and safety, thinking about how and where to travel, how often to visit children and grandchildren, and all the ways they can put their spare time to good use. Topics that attract their interest include retirement and estate planning, health care, personal finance, travel, and a whole lot more. In this month's edition of the ACB eForum, we will be focusing on the issues and concerns of older members and on the committees and affiliates which have been established to represent older blind and visually impaired members. Readers will be able to learn about the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss and a number of other topics of special import to people who are in their 50s and beyond. Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss, an Affiliate on the Rise, by Jeff Tom and Deb Cook-Lewis. With a rapidly increasing population of older individuals and a high rate of significant vision loss experienced by this group, the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss is renewing its efforts to become the leading advocate for older people experiencing vision loss in the strong tradition of other ACB special interest affiliates. 
With the commitment and efforts of current and potential AAVL members, we are making AAVL realize the dream envisioned by its founders Oral Miller, Teddy Joy Remheld, and our immediate past president John Huffman. After all, more than half the population of Americans with vision loss is over age 55, and available services are woefully inadequate to meet their needs. This problem potentially jeopardizes the physical and emotional health of these individuals. Studies have shown that people fear vision loss almost as much as they fear cancer. You may not have thought about joining AAVL, assuming that the organization's primary purpose is to assist those newly experiencing vision loss, and you have been living with it for all or most of your life. But think again. As we age, we will most likely experience age-related hearing loss, diabetes, arthritis, etc. When these limitations are combined with vision loss, we may find ourselves facing new challenges. We learned at ACB's recent leadership meetings, for example, that blind individuals with diabetes face unique challenges due to inaccessibility of necessary durable medical equipment. The ancillary purposes of AAVL apply to all seniors in the organization and include advocating for the improvement of the social, economic, and cultural status of adults with vision loss, and supporting education awareness and adult rehabilitation programs for the blind and visually impaired. Thus, the work done by AAVL benefits all of us. Consider joining AAVL, attend our convention sessions, give us input on issues of importance to older individuals with vision impairments, and hold us accountable for outcomes. Now is the time to become more active at the local, state, and national levels, on issues impacting seniors with vision loss. Some are specific to our population, while others are of general concern to all seniors, including health care, transportation, recreation, housing, etc. You can join for just $15 per year by contacting AAVL Treasurer Kathy Gerhardt via email kathy39lg at aol.com or by phone at 304-283-7424. The challenge of overcoming obstacles is equally an opportunity to foster success, so let's continue to build a strong and impactful alliance on aging and vision loss. House hunting with special needs? Here's what to look for by Patrick Young. Searching for your forever home isn't always easy, especially when you have disabilities. Mobility concerns, visual impairments, or other physical limitations mean you can't simply choose the house and move right in. Keep reading for advice on things to look for before you make the leap to homeownership. Single-Level Living When you have issues walking, seeing, or hearing, it makes sense to move to a location where your living space is on one level. A single-story or ranch-style home offers numerous benefits, including stairless access to the laundry room and easier maintenance. The plan collection explains that single-level house plans with less than 2,000 square feet are ideal for those with special needs and health care concerns. Ample Lighting 
Adequate lighting is important for everyone, but particularly seniors and others with visual impairments. Cataracts, nearsightedness, and partial blindness make it more difficult to distinguish objects from one another, especially in areas of low contrast. Look for a home with ample natural light and plenty of adjustable interior lighting. Studies show that the visually impaired experience a significant standard of living increase when residing in a home with proper illumination. The American Foundation for the Blind offers an overview of the pros and cons of the two most popular types of lighting, fluorescent and incandescent. Logical Flow A home's layout, specifically the way it flows from one room to the next, is one of the most important aspects of purchasing an accessible home. The Seattle Times detailed how flow can affect a home's livability. When house hunting, take things such as access to recreational spaces into account. Think about it this way. You don't want to have to walk through your bedroom to get to the back patio. You want your public spaces separate from your private spaces so that you can best design each area for your need versus that of guests. Slip-proof flooring Even if slipping and falling isn't a particular concern, finding a home with slip-resistant flooring is a smart move. Most public spaces are outfitted with tactile flooring. While you don't necessarily have to invest in commercial-grade floor coverings, you can use flooring to make your home a safer place. Tightly stretched low-lying carpet, laminate planks, and textured tile are all good options when accessibility is a must. In addition to being slip-resistant, flooring should be even throughout the entire home. A significant height difference between floor types when transitioning from one room to another can limit the navigability of the home. Proximity to Needed Amenities If your disabilities make it necessary to frequently visit your health care provider, the location of your home should be factored into your decision. If you don't drive, you will need access to public transportation, which is designed to comply with the Americans with Disabilities Act. You will also want to note proximity to grocery stores, parks, and other points of interest. For example, if you have a child with a disability, you may wish to consider a location with an inclusive playground within walking distance. Even if you find a home that mostly meets your criteria, some modifications may be necessary depending on your specific needs. These can be expensive, however, so don't count out alternative funding methods such as grant programs through the Red Cross, Veterans Administration, AmeriCorps, or other needs-based organizations. If you plan ahead and note a few key points to your realtor, you can save yourself lots of time and trouble. After all, there's no reason to look at homes that don't fit your needs. For more information about alternative funding, see www.homeadvisor.com slash r slash grants hyphen for hyphen home hyphen M-O-D-I-F-I-C-A-T-I-O-N slash Ageism Robs Society of Knowledge by Larry P. Johnson Reprinted from the San Antonio Express News, January 5, 2019
Editor's note, Larry Johnson is an author and motivational speaker. He is available as a luncheon speaker and workshop presenter. Contact him via email, larjo1 at prodigy dot net, or visit his website, www.mexicobytouch dot com. End of note. You don't look your age. Has this ever been said to you? Well, it certainly has been to me, and more times than I care to remember. I guess it is intended to be a compliment, but I'm tempted to reply, how am I supposed to look? There was a popular radio show back in the 1940s called The Life of Riley. One of the characters was Digby Digger Odell, the friendly undertaker. He would always greet Riley with, you're looking fine, Riley, very natural. When I was 19, I wanted to look 21. Now that I'm in my 80s, how do I want to look? Do I really want to look younger? My hair is white, but I have a few wrinkles in my face, and I don't yet walk with a stoop. Young people talk about wanting to be grown up, while older people talk wistfully about what it was like when they were young. Ashton Applewhite, in her book, This Chair Rocks, A Manifesto Against Ageism, writes, We do worry about some aspects of getting old, running out of money, getting sick, or ending up alone. These are legitimate concerns. Our lives do change as we get older. She concedes that some folks do acquire chronic illnesses, but learn to adapt and live with them. Even as age strips us of things we cherish, physical strength, beloved friends, toned flesh, we grow more content. We discover what's important and what's not. Is life more fun as we get older? Applewhite says yes. As we realize that life is getting shorter, we savor it more. What about people in nursing homes or those with chronic illnesses? She tells us that just 4% of people older than 65 live in nursing homes, and only 10% of those over 85. Half of persons over 85 can go about their daily lives without any personal assistance, she writes. Well, that's certainly encouraging to know. I just celebrated my 85th. Yet, aging is not easy, she points out. American culture is youth-centered. There are many prejudices. Older people are too slow, forgetful, more likely to get sick or have a fall. However, excluding older people from decision-making robs society of an immense amount of knowledge and experience. Diversity means including people of different races, genders, abilities, and sexual orientation. What about older people? Shouldn't age also be a criterion? Applewhite says ageism is prejudice toward people based on their age. It's not about how we look. It's about how people who are younger treat us. They discount older people as over-the-hill or old-fashioned and relegate them to less meaningful jobs as greeters, custodians, or volunteers. Age is a continuum. Instead of aging in place, Applewhite suggests, why not say living in place? Living where we want to for as long as we are able. Everyone is aging. 
Let us make our community, our state, and our country an age-friendly environment. Do you bristle if offered a seat on the bus or a senior menu at a restaurant? Are you embarrassed by your age? Concealing or disavowing our age gives that number power over us, Applewhite writes. Accepting our age paves the way to acknowledging it as an accomplishment to be claimed with pride. So the next time someone says to you, you look great for your age, just smile and say, you look great for your age, too. And that's how I see it. Who's the Girl with the Dragon Software? By Penabel Pinky Patel. How can a man-made program get what I'm saying? Because of my ragdoll-creating muscle disease, Friedrich's ataxia, I was used to dictating to people for typing, and sometimes even they had a difficult time understanding me. But after graduating from high school in 2003, Vocational Rehabilitation bought Dragon Naturally Speaking for me. They said it is the best speech recognition software for my situation once I trained it to recognize my voice. In my junior year at college, I changed my major from creative writing to journalism. Even though I began writing nonfiction reports instead of fictional stories, Dragon, naturally speaking, never changed its way of helping me to turn in my assignments on time. Today, with a bachelor's degree of journalism, I am a freelance writer with the help of Dragon, naturally speaking. Since I am not able to write with a pen at all, Dragon, naturally speaking, also helps me fill out online applications for scholarship, job, or volunteer opportunities. I have a lot of pen pals on the Internet from around the world, and telecommunicating with them is not an option even with the flat-rate phone line at home. I love chatting and corresponding through email using Dragon because I feel like I am having a conversation with them. As my disability degenerated, reading large amounts of text on the computer screen became harder for me. At those times, I use the Read That feature of Dragon. All I do is highlight the text I want to read on the web browser and then copy it to DragonPad, Dragon Dictation Box, or Microsoft Word. Once it is copied, I highlight the text again and say Read That or select it on the Dragon toolbar. This great feature reads the text for me while I listen. The new version of Dragon, naturally speaking, is compatible with almost every program I use on my Windows laptop. Of course, I have to do many corrections when I write even two lines or I sound insane, but it lets me type faster than I would by hand. Dragon is helping me write the next great American novel, too. With this progressive disease, it is actually my only form of communication nowadays. Thanks, Dragon. Letter to the Editor the contents of this column reflect the letters we had received by the time we went to press, February 25, 2019. Letters are limited to 300 words or fewer. All submissions must include the author's name and location. Opinions expressed are those of the authors. First-time skier thanks SFL. I attended Ski for Light for approximately 2.5 days. Unfortunately, I broke my ankle in four places. For most of the first two days, my trainer, the food, and environment were awesome. Everyone there was positive, kind, and very giving of themselves. 
the first-timers couldn't have had a more fulfilling experience. Skiing is quite challenging, requiring balance and coordination. One must maintain the right body posture. Positions are different for level ground versus sloping terrain. Instead of my feet forming a V to get into a snowplow, my right foot went the other way, and down I went. The volunteer doctors and other staff took me by sled into the Novacare Center to assess the situation. I then went by ambulance to the local medical center, where the doctor reset the ankle and informed me it required surgery. The nursing staff and x-ray technicians were extremely competent and caring. A volunteer brought my trainer and me back to the lodge, but they had to return to the pharmacy to get my pain medication. The two days on the mountain were spectacular. Monday was cold, but Tuesday, the day of my injury, the sun beat down on us. It almost felt like a spring day. Three guys, one from Washington State and two from Norway, took me early in the morning to the airport. One Norwegian gave me a hug and strongly stated, You have to promise me you'll come to Norway. I responded by saying, If I can, I'd like to be there. The next SFL event will be in Wyoming, so I hope I can return with many other folks. Harry E. Herzik, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Passings. We honor here members, friends, and supporters of the American Council of the Blind who have impacted our lives in many wonderful ways. If you would like to submit a notice for this column, please include as much of the following information as possible. Name, first, last, maiden if appropriate, city of residence upon passing, state, province of residence upon passing, other cities, states, countries of residence, places where other blind people may have known this person, occupation, date of death, day if known, month, year, age, ACB affiliation, local, state, special interest affiliates, or national committees. Deaths that occurred more than six months ago cannot be reported in this column. Neb Houston, May 23, 1952 to December 8, 2018. Nebuchadnezzar Neb Houston passed away on December 8, 2018, following a period of illness. He was 66. Neb was born on May 23, 1952. He was a former president of the East Georgia chapter of the Georgia Council of the Blind. A celebration of life service was held December 15, 2018, at Chestnut Grove Baptist Church in Rutledge, Georgia, with Rev. Marcus Young presiding. Neb was buried in the church cemetery. Condolence messages may be left at tinyurl.com slash y6f7p5bc. Neb was a vital part of our East Georgia family, and he is greatly missed. Affiliate and Committee News Golden State Guide Dogs Holding Silent Auction Golden State Guide Dog Handlers, Incorporated invites you to participate in our first annual silent auction to be held at the CCB Convention on June 8, 2019. 
Bidding begins on April 1, 2019, and will wrap up at 4 p.m. Pacific on Friday, June 7, 2019. We are raising funds in order to support our advocacy efforts, provide honorariums for major program speakers at our convention and throughout the year, and to potentially provide funding for a GSG DHI member to attend a CCB convention in 2020. Under the coordination of Bob Acosta and generous donations, there are five unbelievable prizes to bid upon. You will find the item descriptions below. 1. A VR Trek Stream Valued at approximately $700. Minimum bid is $200. Description The VR Trek includes GPS and has a large internal memory holding over 30 barred books. Obtained from Sweetman Systems, California. 2. The Galaxy Barcode Reader from Envision America Valued at $1,200. Minimum bid is $400. Description. Galaxy Barcode Reader includes a huge database of items on barcodes. You can record special instructions, and it has a great help section within the unit. 3. The Orbit Braille 20 Reader from the American Printing House for the Blind. Valued at approximately $500. Minimum bid is $200. Description. This unique note-taker allows you to read barred and bookshare books in Braille. You can create your own files, and it is a handy tool for taking notes at meetings. 4. Doggy Playtime Gift Basket. Valued at approximately $150. Minimum bid is $50. Description. Surprise your canine friend with this wonderful Empire toy bin filled with fun. The light blue toy bin by Harry Barker has many different dogs printed on it. In the bin, you will find a large red Outward Hound Triple Treater Totter dog toy, one Gripsoft Slicker Brush for Sensitive Skin by J.W., a large bottle-shaped orange hard rubber Kong Genius toy, hide treats on the side or bottom of this toy, a blue and white Outback Jack Funzies zebra toy with several squeakers inside, a Simply Fido pink squeaky dog toy, one medium 100% natural elk antler bone, and a 25-count package of Genie dog wipes, obtained from Guide Dog Users Incorporated. 5. Magic Chef Talking Microwave Oven, valued at $373. Minimum bid is $150. Description. Big 1 cubic foot 1,000 watt microwave is modified so functions speak. Clear male voice has 8 adjustable volume levels. Enhanced keypad. Buttons speak their functions and are raised to make them easy to locate. High, medium, and low power levels plus defrost. Attend Food Timer allows you to set the microwave to stop periodically for stirring or turning food. Removable glass turntable. Includes audio CD and written instructions on how to use the talking features. Note, oven does not include a digital display. 15 and 3 eighths by 20 by 12 inches. Obtained from Blind Mice Mega Mall. Auction Rules. 1. 
All prizes will be shipped to the winners free of charge. Please give us 30 days to ship the prizes to the winners, although we hope to get them out much sooner. 2. All proceeds from this event will go to GSGDHI. 3. Our prizes are new, but we present them as is. If you have a concern, please contact the merchants. 4. For our winners, we will contact you to obtain your credit card information. When your card is approved, we will ship your prize. To place a bid, contact Bob Acosta, B-O-A-C-O-S-T-A, at P-A-C-B-E-L-L dot N-E-T, or call 818-998-0044. In your email or phone message, please include your full name, the prize or prizes you were bidding on, the amount of your bid, your telephone number and email address, and the date and time of your message. All bids need to be placed in person at the GSGDHI table or by phone to Bob Acosta no later than 4 p.m. on Friday, June 7, 2019. MCAC holds book discussion on hidden figures. Read a good book lately? Join the Multicultural Affairs Committee, MCAC, for a discussion of the book Hidden Figures by Margot Lee Shetterly, DB 86234. The daughter of a NASA engineer profiles the black women who worked for NASA and its predecessor, NACA, as human computers. The book discusses their lives prior to joining NACA slash NASA, the challenges they face due to gender and racial discrimination, and their impact on the space program. The call is scheduled for Tuesday, May 28th at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. The number to join the call is 712-770-8012, and the passcode is 297164. We look forward to a lively discussion and sharing of ideas. Here and there... Edited by Sharon Srakowski. The announcement of products and services in this column does not represent an endorsement by the American Council of the Blind, its officers, or staff. Listings are free of charge for the benefit of our readers. The ACB eForum cannot be held responsible for the reliability of the products and services mentioned. To submit items for this column, send a message to s-l-o-v-e-r-i-n-g at a-c-b dot o-r-g or phone the National Office at 1-800-424-8666 and leave a message in Sharon Lovering's mailbox. Information must be received at least two months ahead of publication date. NYSSB Alumni Reunion Announcement the Alumni Association of the New York State School for the Blind will hold its annual reunion the weekend of Thursday, May 30, through Sunday, June 2, at the Quality Inn and Suites in Batavia, New York. Room rates are $87 per night for a room and $107 per night for a suite. Activities during the weekend will start with a pizza party at the school with the students on Thursday evening and end with a memorial service and brunch on Sunday morning. In between, there will be bingo and jeopardy with prizes for the winners, a technology session, our annual business meeting, an auction, our banquet, and more.
there will also be plenty of time to socialize with friends old and new. For further information, contact Chet Smalley by phone at 814-566-6332 or email him at cewjw1903 at gmail.com. Tap into new talent. Ability Beyond is a nonprofit agency offering residential, job training and placement, career counseling, cognitive and life skills instruction, clinical and therapeutic support, and volunteer and recreational services for adults with disabilities. Headquartered in Bethel, Connecticut and Chappaqua, New York, the organization serves more than 3,000 families annually at 140 residences and facilities in 90 communities throughout Connecticut and New York. Global brands such as PepsiCo, Raytheon, American Express, Aramark, Synchrony, and others have contracted with Disability Solutions to develop and implement a national strategy to reach talent with disabilities. For more information, visit www.abilityboyond.org and www.abilityboyond.org. D-I-S-A-B-I-L-I-T-Y-T-A-L-E-N-T dot O-R-G. ACB member has new book out. Joe Sorensen of New Mexico has a brand new book available. It is called The Exciting Life of Joe Sorensen, Volume 1. It's an autobiography and tells the story of how Joe, who was born blind and later diagnosed with mental illness, did not let these keep him from becoming a radio announcer. You can find it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. It will soon be available in audio format. For more information, contact Joe at 505-554-1209. Rocky's Audio Typing Tutor Rocky's Audio Typing Tutor is designed to be a simple, practical guide to learning to touch type. It will take you from beginning to confident touch typist. The program includes finger exercises, word exercises, and whole sentence exercises, and features accuracy scores to track your progress and typing speed feedback as you advance. You have the ability to adjust audio speeds, voice, and volume, as well as to choose a variety of high-contrast solutions and font sizes. It has a variety of music to choose from as you type. It also has auto-detection and support for screen readers. The program comes with a self-installer. Full instructions are available within the program. There are six human voices to choose from and over 80 exercises for testing speed as well as accuracy. And the program is free for personal use. To get it, visit www.org. R-O-C-K-Y-W-A-T-E-R-S dot C-O dot U-K. Making Computers Fun Making Computers Fun is a book intended for anyone who wants to learn the basics. It is printed in 18-point Arial. The guide provides hands-on instruction in conjunction with non-visual desktop access, NVDA. It includes directions on how to use the accessibility features of Windows 7 and 10. 
It has five sections, Becoming a Laptop Legend, Becoming WordWise, Microsoft Word, Having a Better Outlook, Outlook 2010, Stepping into Cyberspace, the Internet, and Developing a Media Library, Archiving Personal Communication, Recipes, Music, etc. The package includes the guide in print, Braille upon request, one DVD containing all materials, and one blank CD for use in Lesson 30. For more information, contact Dan Thompson at 217-243-6781. Email him at dmt031073 at gmail.com or write him at 136 West Chambers, Jacksonville, Illinois, 62650. New from NBP. Now available from National Braille Press is Tuesday Morning Quotations, Volume 2. It contains 52 all-new memorable quotes in a pocket-sized spiral-bound booklet. There are quotes from George H.W. Bush to David Sedaris, and Plato to Proust. New in the children's section is Diary of a Spider. This spider is a lot like most kids. He goes to gym class, has grandparents' day at school, and also spins sticky webs, scales walls, and takes lessons on wind catching. It's available in contracted UEB for ages 4 to 8. Also new Hands-On Science Activities for Preschool to Second Grade by Dr. Lillian A. Rankel and Marilyn D. Winograd. It's available in large print and Braille on the same page for ages preschool to second grade. Would you like to make slippery slime, slushies, gummy bears, puffy paint, birdseed gardens, and more? This book includes 34 step-by-step experiments for blind youngsters to try at home with family and friends. Want to choose your own ending? Check out Choose Your Own Adventure, The Abominable Snowman. It's available in contracted UEB and BRF for ages 9 to 12. This is an interactive adventure book in which you get to decide what happens next. You and your best friend Carlos have traveled to Nepal in search of the Yeti. Carlos arrived three days before you and has not been heard from since. Do you search for him or strike out on your own? What do you make of the strange note he left for you? Could there be other dangers and wonders in the high peaks of the Himalayas? Do you enjoy puzzles? Check out the Big Book of Braille Puzzles, 50 Searches, Anagrams, and Ladders to Help You Master Braille. It's available in Braille and Large Print. The book contains 50 word search puzzles, anagrams, and word ladders to help you master common Braille contractions, strengthen your overall Braille reading skills, practice for Braille competitions, and provide you with hours of fun. Answer keys are provided at the back of the book. Want to kick your sugar habit? Check out Sugar Detox Made Easy. It's available in Braille, one volume, and BRF. Written by Prevention Guide, this book shows you how to clear out hidden sugars from your diet. Even if you rarely eat cookies, candy, ice cream, or other obviously sugary treats, 
you could be consuming much more sugar than you think in foods you'd never even imagine. Crackers, ketchup, canned soup, etc. You'll learn about all the sneaky places that sugar can hide and how to avoid eating too much of it. The book also includes low-sugar recipes, food swap ideas, and other tips. For more information, contact National Braille Press at 1-800-548-7323 or visit tinyurl.com slash ydxlc3sa. Little Big Headache Book Isabline Publications thanks you and other nations for your zealous support of the Little Big Headache book, still free online at tinyurl.com slash yytaqd3v. There's another book in the pipeline titled Scumlord and the Goons Coming to an Apartment Complex Near You, written by I Am Disgusted, in production as you read this. It may not be free, but it will be helpful. Many thanks, Ohoseon Ingram. New Radio Station HTP Radio is a brand new internet radio station run by Hunter Parker and his friend Kevin. It is a talk station that features blindness-related programs, news, and much more. And they're looking for broadcasters. Check out the station's website at hdp.com. R-A-D-I-O dot A-L-T-E-R-V-I-S-T-A dot O-R-G. State Resource Handbooks Available Christine Chaikin has created 30 screenreader-friendly resource handbooks containing resources pertaining to the blind and visually impaired for use by consumers and professionals. The handbooks are for the residents of specific states and include many organizations for the blind and visually impaired, covering areas such as employment, housing, transportation, and more. States available are Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, North Carolina, North Dakota, Ohio, Oregon, Pennsylvania, South Dakota, and Texas. Handbooks include contact information on the local, regional, and national levels. For more information, contact Insightful Publications by email at insightfulpub at gmail.com or by phone at 808-747-1006. Pen Pals and more. Are you looking to become a pen pal with blind and sighted people? Would you like to be prayed for? Would you like to talk about things in a very non-judgmental manner? If so, come join the Pen Pals, Prayer Requests, and more with Eric Calhoun. To access this group, go to tinyurl.com slash y5pqfoa8. High Tech Swap Shop.
for sale. Magnesite Explorer Classic Reader, model MSE-L22, includes all manuals and original shipping box. Virtually new, used only three hours, asking $1,500. Call Deb or Larry Nielsen at 307-754-5693. Looking for. I am looking for an APH tape player recorder. Would prefer that it include the instructions on cassette. If you have one lying around that you can't use anymore, contact Ronnie Palmer at 615-765-7375. Looking for. I'm looking for a working Moet sensor. I accidentally dropped mine and it no longer works. If you have one that is working and that you aren't using and would perhaps like to sell, contact Rosemary Facila via email, r-o-s-e-m-a-r-i-e dot f-a-c-i-l-l-a at f-r-o-n-t-i-e-r dot c-o-m or by phone 231-286-4439. Looking for... I'm looking for a Perkins Brailler, willing to pay up to $200. Contact Jerome at 812-924-7881. Seeking Donations I am seeking donations of slates, styli, and braille paper. Contact Marianne Sears via email timbersgirl219 at G-M-A-I-L dot com or by phone 318-245-5864. What do you think of the themed issues of the ACB e-forum by Ron Brooks? In 2018, the ACB Board of Publications introduced a new concept for the ACB e-forum. February's theme was the crossroads between blindness, low vision, and relationships. April's theme is aging. Our goal is to create a richer conversation, hear from more voices, and perhaps some new writers as well. We think themed issues of the ACB eForum will be a good thing. Do you agree? To find out, we are including two questions at the end of each eForum, and we invite you to provide your answers to ACB editor Sharon Lovering. You will find the questions and Sharon's information below. 1. How would you rate the overall quality of this edition of the ACB eForum? Excellent, good, fair, poor. 2. List one thing we could have done that would have made this edition of the ACB eForum better. 3. Do you have any ideas for future ACB eForum themes? You can provide your responses to editor Sharon Lovering by email. S-L-O-V-E-R-I-N-G at A-C-B dot O-R-G by phone 202-467-5081. We will use your feedback to make refinements to our theme-based approach for the ACB eForum. Thanks for reading our ACB Braille Forum and eForum magazines. You are the reason the BOP exists, and we look forward to serving you in the best way possible. ACB Officers President Kim Charlson, 3rd Term 2019, 
57 Grandview Avenue, Watertown, Massachusetts, 02472. First Vice President, Dan Spoon, first term 2019, 3924 Lake Mirage Boulevard, Orlando, Florida, 32817-1554. Second Vice President, John McCann, second term 2019, 8761 East Placita Boulevard, Tucson, Arizona, 85715-5650. Secretary, Ray Campbell, third term 2019, 460 Raintree Court, number 3K, Glen Ellen, Illinois, 60137. Treasurer, David Trott, first term, 2019, 1018 East Street South, Talladega, Alabama, 35160. Immediate Past President, Mitch Pomerantz, 1115 Cordova Street, number 402, Pasadena, California, 91106. ACB Board of Directors Jeff Bishop, Kirkland, Washington, first term 2020. Denise Colley, Lacey, Washington, first term 2020. Sarah Conrad, Madison, Wisconsin, second term 2020. Dan Dillon, Hermitage, Tennessee, first term 2020. Katie Frederick, Worthington, Ohio, second term, 2022. James Crott, Miami, Florida, first term, 2022. Doug Powell, Falls Church, Virginia, first term, 2020. Patrick Sheehan, Silver Spring, Maryland, second term, 2022. Michael Talley, Hueytown, Alabama, first term, 2022. Jeff Tom, Sacramento, California, first term, 2022. Ex-officio, Debbie Lewis, Seattle, Washington. ACB Board of Publications, Ron Brooks, Chair, Phoenix, Arizona, third term, 2019. Paul Edwards, Miami, Florida, second term, 2020. Susan Glass, Saratoga, California, second term, 2019. Debbie Lewis, Seattle, Washington, second term, 2020. Penny Reeder, Montgomery Village, Maryland, first term, 2020. Accessing your ACB Braille and eForums. The ACB eForum may be accessed by email on the ACB website, via download from the webpage in Word, plain text, or Braille-ready file, or by phone at 605-475-8154. To subscribe to the email version, Visit the ACB email lists page at www.acb.org. The ACB Braille Forum is available by mail in Braille, large print, NLS-style digital cartridge, and via email. It is also available to read or download from ACB's webpage and by phone 605-475-8154. Subscribe to the podcast versions from your second-generation Victor Reader stream or from www.acb.org slash bf slash.